Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor for a church called Soul here at Alustar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So, in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us to expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. You're listening to Soul Food, and this episode is brought to you by friends and family of Soul. Um, again, we are so happy to have our friend. And um, the last episodes when we had her, um, it was just a blast. We had so many DMs coming in, you know, talking about, oh gosh, uh, I could be a little bit more mindful. Um, oh, I didn't know it's not okay to be not okay. You know, some of our previous podcasts with Lynette. And uh, right now, this moment, we are having her. Lynette, how are you? Hi. Hi, DK. Hi, Caroline. Really excited to be here. Um, I'm okay, but not okay at the same time. Right. <laughs> We are going it's to another lockdown again. Yeah. How are it's, you feeling? How, how, what are your thoughts about it? Well, to be honest, I think it's getting a little frustrating. Like, mm. yeah, it's getting a lot more annoying this round. Right. Um, you know, like, I think, I think I remember when I, when I was listening to uh, Stephen Fertig's uh, podcast earlier, and then he said something about same devil same level or something, but the same devil can also be different level. Like it's the same MCO, but right. because it's the third round, it really drains you off and oh, and it can be a lot it. harder. Mm-hmm. And it can be a lot harder. It doesn't mean that it is a lot easier just because we have gone through that. Yeah. But honestly, it's so much harder because we are all so worn out. Like I am I'm very tired of MCO. Right. Like so many things. What what are you what are you tired about this this whole lockdown for yourself personally? I think it's it's my hope. It's about hopes being crashed, you know. Right. Like being crushed down and okay, being hopeful, and then people take your hope away. It's oh, adapting between being hopeful and then okay, not 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 as bad as hopeless, but but you yeah. know that that bouncing back and forth between it's, these two it's, states. It's crazy. I think um, Karen and I we could relate to you. Um, I was just talking to our friend Kason, <laughs> our mutual friend. It's just asking, you know, how things are. And I just said, you know what? There are moments where I just feel I'm plateauing. It's it's so hard to be hopeful, you know what I mean? Just to like, yeah. oh, let's go do this, you know? Um, and then okay. someone tired you, but like, Yeah, and it, it, it pulls like, you back, you know what I mean? Correct. I feel that, you know. And I think um, what's hard as well, and we are just so grateful to have you in this conversation, you know, is also with that frustration um, tying with what we want to talk about today to oh. learning learning how to grieve. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, um, I lost my mother-in-law. Caroline lost her mom, you know, and it wasn't an easy process. Uh-huh. Um, and like you said, it's frustrating, you know. We, we want to... Can you imagine like mentally you are yeah. having this game of like, okay, let's do this. We can do this. And I don't know what to do now, you know, because I, you know, as, as a church, as a community, you know, you don't want to just put a false hope on people and get them going. And next thing you know, there's a lockdown that pulls you down. So you, you we are yeah. dealing with that mentally, 
right? And then at the same time now to know that, oh gosh, our loved one, you know, we, we lose our loved one. Yeah. And I think um, Caroline can talk a little bit about it. So maybe love you can share about your process. Like, you know, I mean, we are frustrated already. Mm-hmm. And then with this grief that's been taking place, like what's going on in your mind, love? All right. Yeah. Like what you say, I just lost my dear mom three weeks ago. And... Yeah, like what you guys discussing about MCO, right? It's this very different grieving, grieving now and grieving back then. Okay, mm. I lost my dad six years ago too. Uh, mm. So I noticed that when I lost my dad six years ago, compared to when I lost my mom, now during MCO, living far from home. Okay, mm. my, uh, my family was in Indonesia, in Jakarta, mm. and I mean, and we are in Malaysia in Alastar. So it is very different. It's a very different experience, very different feeling, very different yeah, sure. different way of grief, you know. The mm. guilt is a different guilt. The sadness is a different sadness. The loss is a different loss. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about it later. Like when she told me she felt guilty, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to respond to it. Like, why do you feel guilty? You know? It's it's because like something can't be there. Yeah, yeah. You, but but you know, at that moment, like it, it caught me off guard. Like, I was trying to, you know, be there to comfort her. And then she said, Dad, I feel guilty. I didn't know what to do. Like, you feel guilty. Because you'll be like, it's not your choice. Yeah. You you, you, feel guilty, right? The funny thing is, right, I thought I'll be more ready. Um, You know, my mom has been sick for the past month Mm -hmm. before she passed away. So, I... before that, I thought I'll be more ready because I lost my dad before. You right. know, I know mm-hmm. how to grieve. You know, I know how to get better. Even though it took, it took a long time, but when it happened, right, it's actually a totally different feeling, totally different experience. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Like yeah. same devil, truly different levels, right? Yes. Levels, right. <laughs> like, right. Even yeah. though we have gone through that part, yeah, it doesn't mean it's the same. But but I, I think I think before we start, um, I really want to thank you for being vulnerable because it's really not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really sorry for your loss. Um, thank you. And yeah, let's hope that this this session can help many others as well. Yes. Right. So I think um, maybe we begin with like, really, how do we go through this? Like, how does someone grieve properly? You know. Mm. Um, we could read articles. There are books out there who, you know, self-help books talk about yeah. learning the art of grieving, you know, and a lot of the common themes are like, give yourself time. Um, don't be hard on yourself. If you need to cry, cry. I think these are some of the common mm. themes and all. Um, but I think when you are in the real world, please yeah. forgive me if I misquote anything, but I'm just saying it as it is because this is what we feel. But you know, in the real world, like, when we have kids, when we have people around us, you know, if you are a manager, if you are a boss of a company, you know, if someone's looking up to you, you know, or you're in school, you have responsibilities, if you're going through mm. SPM or IGCSEs, and, and this happens to you, like, how, how, how do you actually really cope with it? So, yeah, maybe you could walk us through that. I'm really glad that you brought up that question. Uh, I think your question just now was, how, how do we grieve properly? I think... Yeah. First and foremost, there's no proper way of grieving. Right. <laughs> um, it is because everyone is different, right? We know that and we cope very differently. Yeah. And problems happen when we try to fit ourselves into a certain mold. Mm-hmm. Like, like what Caroline mentioned, I 
six years ago that happened and that was how I grieved. I should be able to grieve better or at least the same way this round. And when our experience tells us otherwise, then we get panicky and, and problems start to snowball from mm. there. So I think the first thing that I want to clarify, there's really no proper way. So whatever that I'll be sharing later is not going to be like a structured answer. Like for sure you will be like that. Mm. Okay, it's not. But yeah, take it, take it flexibly and see what applies to you better and what works for you. Right. All right. Um, so when we talk about grief, I think we, we want to understand grief a bit more. Usually when people think about grief, people think about death. Mm-hmm. Right, separation. But it is really not just about, um, it doesn't just follow the death of a loved one. It can also follow a divorce or the end of a relationship, a miscarriage, mm-hmm. loss of a job or a pet. You know, it's in essence, if I can use use my own words, I think grief is all about losing a part of ourselves. Yes, yeah. right. So, so it applies to everybody, not just for those who lost someone, mm-hmm. um, especially during MCO. People grieve about losing freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recently there's this client of mine, she... She said this, she said that I think I forgot about the old me that I've lost and I and I didn't grieve about that. I didn't grieve wow. the old me that I lost, that I used to be, but I'm no longer now. Hmm. You know, like grieving involves that as well. So yeah, so that's grief. And and truly I think grief is really a process. Mm-hmm. It is not a state. And because it is a process, it is it is very flexible, it fluctuates. Hmm. So you don't know where and when it's gonna happen. I know that a lot of people will quote this. You know, if you Google up um what grief is, you will you will see this name Kubler Ross model. Mm-hmm. Five stages of yeah, the grief. five stages, right? Yeah, right. But I want to tell you that it doesn't happen. It is not linear. I mean, my personal experience tells me that it is not linear. Mm-hmm. It is circular, or even it is all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, when you brought up that model, right, it it talks about how uh, someone has to face like, um, uh, what what is the word again? Um, There's a a moment where they have to uh, like face reality and then after that, they will go through like pain. You go through denial first. Denial, yeah. Yeah. And then you get angry about situation and then, yeah. Right, right. But (sighs) Caroline didn't go through it. Maybe you want to talk about your process. And like mm-hmm. when that happened, you know, I think uh, one big thing was when the kids are around and when they're not around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like what you say, um, it fluctuates, right? Like um, when it just happened, my kids was there. So I actually locked, when, when I just heard the news about my mom passing, so I just locked myself in another room and I just cried off, you know. Mm-hmm. But the moment I stepped out of the room, I'm okay because my kids are there, you know. I'm, yeah, I am a type two in Enneagram. So I am very, I'm very focused on other people, like very easily focused on other people. And I can put aside myself for a while. I just don't think about myself at that moment. So my heart was in pain. It was, it, my heart was grieving. Um, it's like, I don't know, I like, the feeling is like I cannot breathe at that, at that moment. Mm. 
Okay, when when I lost my dad, oh, sorry, backtrack to six years ago, I told Daniel actually it felt it felt like a really bad breakup, but you know like hundred times worse. Yeah, so uh, the feeling is like that. But at the same time, I still can function. I can talk to my kids. I can shower them. I can laugh with them. And mm-hmm. even though my, I I got tears coming out, and my 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 daughter asked mommy why are you crying. I said because I lost my mom, and she doesn't understand it. And she's still laughing, but when she, she laughed, I laughed back. You know, like mm-hmm. it's funny. You know, like when the moment they slept, I put them to sleep. I can just cry again. Mm-hmm. The next morning when they wake up, I'm okay again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it happens like that, and and I'm constantly busy with them. And when I see people, I I I bring them out. I I I bring them to their grandparents and my in-laws, asking me how are you. So <laughs> the moment people ask me how am I, I was okay at that moment because my focus is not on myself. My focus is on you, on my kids. You see, so yeah, I feel fine. You know, like when people ask that, I I don't know how to answer. Like I'm fine, maybe better. But the moment I drop my kid and I step in the car, I drove home. I cry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing happened six years ago. Um, when my dad was passing, I have to be the one who is strong for my brother and my mom back mm-hmm. then. So the, if uh, I I look weak a little bit, they will they will crash down too. Mm. So I that's tough as well. Yeah, I I try to be strong all the time for them. So the uh, right after we bury my dad, mm. one week after that, I told my brother I can't. I'm sorry. I'll be there for you. This Past month, ready. I have to. I have to go home because, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to really grieve properly. Mm-hmm. So the moment we are in the airplane, we bye bye. I sit in the airplane. I cried out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it will fluctuates. You know, there are days that I am better. There are days that really bad. You know, and it's it's not that fast. You know, you know, it's really not that fast. You know, as a Christian, right? I'm. I'm a long time Christian. It, you know, people are with that will tell me like, "You have Jesus, you have mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. You should be stronger. Oh, Come yeah. on, Caroline, you can do it." But then, but then again, in reality, it's not that easy. It's not like that, right? Yeah. Yes, like my first birthday without them, mm-hmm. my first um, Christmas without them. Mm-hmm. You know, their first birthday without them them around. It's. It's difficult. Yeah, it's there are a lot of difficult. adjustments to do. Yeah, right. And and when we talk about adjustment, um, sometimes I think about it. It really fascinates me. Like, we are okay to adjust to new addition in our life, like new job, we adjust. New relationship, we adjust. Mm-hmm. New bond, we adjust. Mm-hmm. But when we are we are very okay adjusting to an addition or a new presence or something. But we are not okay to adjust when there is an absence of something right. or someone we love. Yeah. But but in essence, if you look at it, these are all changes in life, right? Mm-hmm. But we are so okay to adjust with the new, but we are not. We don't allow ourselves time to adjust. Like like it feels weird. Like why am I reacting this way? Am I not being okay? Um, am I getting depressed? Am I weird? Am I am I becoming? Yeah. Do I have split personality? How can right. I open the door when I see my kids? I can be strong. How can when I close the door, I I, I become so weak? Right. Is that something wrong with me? But these are all adjustments, mm. Mm. and people need to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that the word adjustment is something that we we didn't really think about. 
Um, An adjustment is not instant. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I I I find it um, fascinating. You know, like she mentioned, her dad has passed on for the past six years. Um, she would have dreams about him. Mm. You know, and moments where she'd be like, um, "I miss my dad today." Mm. You know, I, I I miss my dad. In the beginning, the, the maybe the first three years. Um, it was a little bit weird to me. I have to be very mm-hmm. honest. Like, ah, uh, I'd be like, man, like, when do you actually get over it? And yeah. which is the next mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to talk about, you know, like, when is the threshold? Do you actually ever get over it? But after six years went by and I think begin, we begin to learn about each other, you know, in our relationship, you know, and again, um, we were really grateful to Keith, you know, who walked us through Enneagram and, mm. and learning about ourselves better. Then I began to realize that, oh, okay, you know, sometimes you can be so preoccupied with a lot of things that we actually don't recognize the adjustment. I think it's such a powerful mm. word tonight, adjustment, right? And we forego everything else about ourselves, and then we focus on other people and everything. And then suddenly when we have time for ourselves, yeah. you know, which are pocket moments, and then suddenly we'll be like, oh my gosh, why do I have this huge, like, feels like grief even, you know, at that moment, you know, like yeah. this emotional like negative energy even that it just over, yeah. overwhelms us, you know. So in your experience and the people that you walk through, like what would be the right process to grieve? I mean, we understand now there's no right or proper way of grieving. Mm-hmm. And I think we can establish that. But what would be a proper way to grieve? I think to answer your question earlier about do we ever move on? Mm. Is there such thing as 100% move on from something? I, I, guess I guess it's yes and no. Like, it depends, right? Like, some of us really, it will always be there. Like, this person will always be there. And even though we can function so well, doesn't mean this person is gone. It's, it will always be in our heart. And, and the thing about grief is that you think it's okay, but one fine day, you you can be triggered by a scent or a song yeah. right. or a place yes. or even a type of food. Yeah. I I remember like I, I when I lost my grandma, I was so close to her and yeah, and then I move on in life and, and one day I I smell I don't know what I smell. I smell like you know how help you know, old people, after they shower, okay, I don't know, like, this is probably my own experience, but every time when my grandma, after my grandma shower and she walk out from her, her bathroom, there's this shampoo smell mm. that is very familiar. And one day I, I smelled that and, and tears just came out. Like, I miss her so much. Even now talking about it, I can cry. I think I really can cry. Mm-hmm. But have I moved on? I think I have, but I still miss her and she will always be there in my heart. And that is great. Like, it just, triggers you out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But is that normal? Yeah. It is absolutely wow. normal. So it is normal actually to move on. We can actually move on, but there are moments where it will trigger us. Mm. Right? And yeah. it's a completely normal thing. Maybe it's more because it's a real experience, right? Yeah. It would be it would be abnormal if it doesn't hurt us at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it meant something. The person meant a lot to us. That's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe right when that's happened, like when you smell some uh the the fragrance, a familiar fragrance, right? It's the next thing. I mean, we are allowed to cry, right? Maybe maybe the next thing is, what are we thinking? What are we doing, right? Like um, okay. I remember after I lost my dad, it was really really hard for me, uh, because I don't really have time to grieve at the beginning, and. I I remember Pastor Keith told me one thing that really helped me that time. So whenever the thought came about my dad, whenever I remember about him and I started to cry, uh, I I I I always repeat this in my mind. Pastor Keith mm. told me that um, try to remember the things that you have done with him, and mm. you know, um, and try to not to focus on the things that you could have done. With him, mm. you know that if all the the if only if only he's still around, ifs, if, if only, only she's still around, uh, mm. yeah. So focus on the things that oh yeah, he walked me down the aisle, mm-hmm. you know, because my dad passed away one month after our wedding. Mm-hmm. So I just mm. the moment I think like that, I I was able to thank God, you know, really yeah. thank God for you know allowing my dad to experience, allowing me to have my dad. To hold my dad's hand when I walked down the aisle before I got married, so that really gave me a lot of peace back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, instead of um, you know, the moment I remember about him, I'm like, oh, I'm a bad daughter. I never mm-hmm. around. I'm this. I'm that. I'm you know, and I just want to give up in life. I don't. Yeah, I think you know, as it, it does what helped me when I yeah. grieve. When I grieve, I think of the things that I have done with them. But but I'm curious when you talk about that, I love. Um, would that be just another coping mechanism? Would mm-hmm. that be a coping mechanism where okay, when this happens, then I only think about the the good things that have take place, and not just if only if I could do this with him or her. Is is it wrong or is it healthy to have a coping mechanism this way? Is it sustainable? Again, I think back to what works for you. Right. Yes. Like for Caroline, I think it works for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost the same as when we say it's it's almost the same concept as count your blessing. Right. It's really redirecting your focus mm-hmm. on things that is helpful. Like mm-hmm. by thinking about the things that she has achieved with her dad, help her to cope with all the potential things that she would no longer be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And and that helped, right? But again, there are people like Caroline who can do it, which is great, fantastic. But there are also people who who probably struggle a lot more. Yeah, right. and they couldn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with every memory that I thought of, it always comes back stronger. With but I cannot do it again yes. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know. There are people who there are a lot of people who are struggling with the, the second thought and, and then what do we do? Um this this has to go back to what we talked about earlier in, in our previous podcast that we really cannot control our thought. Mm-hmm. And if we try to be so fixated, like why am I thinking this way? Like I'm never ever gonna recover if I keep thinking like that. If we keep telling ourselves that and focus so much on the thoughts that are unhelpful. We, we spiral down. So be very mindful when all these thoughts happen, helpful, unhelpful. If you can do it, fine. If you can't, 
let it just be there and and really just create space for them because yeah. fighting them or trying to change the way you think when you can't is not helpful yeah right. it's yeah. funny when you say that right um actually this thought doesn't help after i lost my mom Mm. It doesn't help me grieving after I lost my mom. I have another thing that actually gave me a uh, peace. So uh, when I lost my dad, uh, I f- after I lost my dad, I fought a lot with my husband because, yeah, he is a type seven. <laughs> he enneagram. Mm-hmm. He he's a he's a positive. He's always positive. You see. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in pain, he can't stand it. You know, he just want to give solution. So he will. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you know? Guilty. Yeah, it's it's time for you to you <laughs> know to be charged. better. How long? How long are you going to grieve? So it's a constant like that, and and um, it took me. A long time, really a long time, to grieve my dad because mm-hmm. I, I try, I try to, I try to apply what he asked me to do. You know, like yeah, I have to be strong. But, um, when it happened, I feel it's worse. It's just still bad. You know, like I sometimes I ask myself, when am I ever get better? But mm. uh, this time, my husband has grown. <laughs> After I lost mm. my mom, actually, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really grateful that he. He actually, without telling me, he actually arranged um, my my in laws to to help to take care of my kids the next day. Right. So I have the whole day to you know focus on grieving and and you well know done, attending the you. online funeral. Right, thank you. Uh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, when it just yeah. happened, there's a little glitch there. He actually like, why don't you put on your phone? You shower, you come down, mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. you feel better. Then I felt very like, uh, no, it's not gonna help me. I need to hold the phone. I need to know what's happening right now. I need to know is there any funeral. I need to know whether whether my brother need help or not from here. So we mm. fought for a little bit. He feels that why you don't listen to me? Why you you know? But yeah. I understand that it's because it's hard for him to see me in pain, in mm. grief. You know, mm. want to make yeah. me feel better. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm telling him, let me grieve. Just let me do it my way for this moment. Mm. Uh, So, so it's very different. That, but, but after that, he calmed down. And he was, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he told me that I'm, I arranged everything ready tomorrow. Please grieve, please cry. So the next day, I cried. He actually mm-hmm. gave me like the whole week, you know, the whole week to, you know, allow me to, to just cry, to just think and ponder, you know, remembering the fragrance, like how you remember your grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. fragrance of my mom, remembering her laughter, remembering mm-hmm. her voice, remembering all the memories that I have, you know, that it really helps me, really, really helps me. Yeah. Because um, the hard part is, uh, I really feel guilty that I'm not there, you know, when she's passing, when she is sick, I can't go back. And mm-hmm. um, I can't even send her off for the last time. I can't see her for the last time. Yeah. And you know, I receive a lot of love from my friends, and they're like, you know, giving me encouragement. Why don't you come back? You still can come back. You know, insist. Just come back and see her for the last time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have no idea. That's the 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 very thing that I want most right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of things to consider. I have two small kids. Um, you know the COVID cases, the finances, yeah. and how long am I going to uh, leave my kids? You know all these things is playing a part. So when I decided not to go back, I felt a lot of guilt. Like mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't be there to help my brother. 
you know, it's really yeah. tough for him because he's the one who take care of my mom and he's all mm-hmm. alone right now in my in the in the house in Jakarta. I can't be there for him, and 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 the pressure people telling me go back and see them and be there for them. But I'm really grateful for my husband for allowing me to. It's okay, calm down. You know, just grieve, just cry. You know, mm. we we ask help from from. Yeah, uh, from Papa Mama to take care of the kids, you know, and that really helps me. Really, really helps me. You know, the grief is, the the allowing myself to grieve and to cry, yeah. to rest, to think about her, to think about myself too. It really helps me. So it's a very and different that, yeah. way. Oh, when I lost my dad and when I lost my mom. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's it's so different. And and whatever DK did is exactly how. Someone can help another person who is grieving. It's really just create that space. So sweet. Really just create that space and not tell them what to do because trust me, if everyone if they have a choice, they wouldn't want to go through that. Yeah. Yes. Because they can't. But so, Lynn, I, I gotta say it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy, you know, to to see her grief, to see her in pain. Mm-hmm. And to allow her that space, man, it's tough. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I learned from a mistake back when she lost her dad. You know, I, I, I know. You see, it's all about like knowledge, right? Like, okay, someone loses her father. You know, yeah. That's, that's uh, the princess has lost her daddy. You know, and mm-hmm. and, and how now we just got married. Um, there's so many responsibilities and also all this. It was a fight or flight moment, so it's fight now. Let's go, you know. And and me being my personality, I I go for it, I went for it, you know. That time, but I remember mm-hmm. oh, we fought so much, I just couldn't mm-hmm. understand. But over the years, of course, after learning, you know, and and now as we're experiencing it, it's not easy. I mean, thanks, love. I know, I know, she's really appreciative of me. But I've got to admit, you know, to our listeners out there, it's not easy because when I see her grief, I feel helpless. I really yeah. do feel helpless, you know. It's because you can't just hug. You just can't kiss, you know. You just can't mm-hmm. say anything. <laughs> it, it, you really feel helpless. So I think mm. on that note, like, what would you tell someone to, to like me in my position when I allow someone to grieve? Like, what mm-hmm. should we not do? <laughs> I think the question is, what should we not do? Not do, or say. Or say. <laughs> I, I would ask this question, you know, when, when you feel like you want to do something, whose agenda is it? Hmm. Wow. Is it your agenda as, as a partner? Because you, you want to fix, you want to be able to contribute? Right. Or is it her agenda that it's her time to heal, her time to do whatever she wants? So the intention behind it. So I think when we get that right, a lot of things will be a lot clearer. Wow. That it, it is really not my agenda to intrude right now. That's very good. good. I was like, I was like, when he say all those right, um, <laughs> unbelievable. I am grieving. I'm sad. I am in pain and I have to deal with this, babe. So, <laughs> so that's what happened. And actually this, right, um, you know, because of the COVID situation, right? Um, we we see a lot of people are losing someone around yeah. us. And 
you know as someone who has lost someone i also really want to be there for them you know as in giving encouragement mm-hmm. giving love but um after i lost my mom i realized that i was offended offended by some people who actually trying to give me encouragement and love mm. um there was one time um i know i'm i'm really grateful uh, people are giving me love and encouragement mm. and the, their intention is you know really caring really loving really want to yeah, make me feel better is good. yes but yeah. uh, at that moment um as a few people has tell me uh, uh, told me uh, you know for me when i lost this person when i lost that person this is what i do and i get back mm. or for me um i did this and it works for me so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a few people and i at, saw her face turn red. i know at that moment <laughs> i i i couldn't say anything because i i i i, I bite my tongue i want to mm. be yeah. offended i want to be angry i want to say something i want to react but at the same time i was like hey wait 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 her, this person intention is to Uh, is love is love you know yeah. mm-hmm. this person wants to make me feel better but why do i feel like this you know so um i bite my tongue then you know at night before i slept i told my 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 husband you know what just now i felt like this and my husband was reminding me again you know what sayang that person is you know showing love to you want to encourage you want, yeah. to, want you to feel better so because of that uh, i also think like oh man Uh, my friend just lost someone. What should I say? I should be more careful, you know, to what mm-hmm. I say. But what you say really, really good. You say that whose agenda is it? I think I will keep that in mind when I want mm-hmm. to encourage totally. someone, yeah. someone who lost a job, someone who you know losing freedom because of the MCO, someone who lost the boyfriend or girlfriend because of breakup, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. whose agenda, you know? Yeah, so, and 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 I think we. It, like what you said, definitely good intention, yes. but the way it's done is really not the most helpful thing at that moment. Mm. I think some of the things that we want to avoid saying is also at least, oh, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, like people who um who lost your job, they say at least your husband is still earning. Mm. At you least you're still alive. At least you're yeah. healthy. At least you have your in-laws to take care of your kids for you right now, mm. but yeah. but that's not that's not that's not at least <laughs> yeah. that's like ouch. That's really you know that's not what I want to hear. Um, yeah, another thing is also don't 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 pressure someone to to tell you their story if they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. What what do you mean by don't pressure someone to tell you their story? What happened? What happened? Yeah. What sickness right. did your mom has? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. we just allow away. people to have space, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is the person who is experiencing this has gone through a lot, a lot, a lot of thinking process. Yeah. Going back and forth of all these things and then throughout that period is usually also the busiest period because there's a lot of things to take care of. Yeah. And when you catch that person without permission and then start asking away and sometimes that person also don't want to reply you or not because like you said you know that it's good intention and I don't want to be seen as so uh, ill-mannered I, I I answer you I best song like I mm. I don't feel like doing it but yeah. if I don't answer you then you say I belaga yeah, yeah you yeah. say I rude then like okay, it, it puts people in a very difficult position yeah mm-hmm. 
But you know, uh, after my sorry, <laughs> after my go, go after my after I heard about my mom, so I actually informed a few friends, and my husband actually informed inform, um you know a few groups. So a few of my good friends actually text me and trying to call me, and mm. at that moment I was just like politely, um, reject the call. Like I mm. text them, I'm so sorry, I'm not ready yet. Uh, I talk to you soon. Mm. I'm really, really grateful that they are not offended. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for you know giving me time and still be there and not. After that, not like ditch, ditching me as a friend. So thank yeah. you. But yeah, that's really that's really good. You know, giving space. Yeah, mm. it's. I mean, I, giving space can be in so many forms, but but it is true. Giving space is important. Yeah, I think I think through grieving, right? Just just to see someone grieving, um, and I I completely agree. It's not like a step by step thing. You know, that one goes through, you know, or you go through this, you go through this, you go through this. You could be going through denial right now. Or maybe you're not. It could be later on, you know. And so I think the next thing that if I could ask, you know, especially someone who is grieving and going through this, like, how do you know that? I don't know if it's the right thing to ask or say in a proper sentence, but it's, it's like, how do I know if I'm, if I'm grieving the healthy way? Or what's an unhealthy way to grieve? Like, you know, I, I mean, we want to give people space, you know, even for ourselves to grieve and all, but I'm sure there is a threshold that we do not want to cross over, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people will get depressed and, you know, they, they lose motivation completely. So what, mm-hmm, what is a mm-hmm. healthy way to grieve? You know what, DK, I really don't know how to answer this question because people are such... Human beings are such fascinating right. <laughs> creature. Mm. I have a I, I used to have a client. Um she came to me, I think, four years ago, and at that point of time, she was diagnosed with clinical depression. Right. Okay. Then when we dug in deeper, we realized that the trigger of it was because of her loss, which happened ten years ago. Wow. So she lost her parents in the span of two years, and that happened 10 years ago. But what happened at that point of time was that she moved on very quickly, very healthily. She started her own business, business bloom and everything else. And and 10 years later, work, because of work stress and triggered her and she fell into depression. And when we dug deeper, it traced all the way back to that grief that she didn't actually make time for. Wow. So, so how do I answer that? Because people like her who actually grieve healthily, you know, um, or move on really quickly, which is usually seen as good, didn't mm. turn out to be really healthy after all. Mm. And that's so why I how- want to ask you this question because I think what I've come to learn is that you're not necessarily healthy or it's good to just move on like that. Like, you know, sometimes we... Um, at least for the people that I know in uh, around me, um, it's as if they celebrate people who can overcome it faster. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I just come to realize that no, it's it's really far from the truth because it's not easy. You know, and, and with my wife right now going through this, I I just want to be extra cautious. You know, I want to give her that space to go through it because this is what I'm worried about. Like ten years yeah. later, 
Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if someone will ask Caroline some questions and she's going through stress? You know, what if so? We are growing through another phase of our life and structure and family. And then yada yada, and suddenly, bam, she mm. and I, you know, we go through a tough patch. And then people ask what happened. We see counselors. Then we find out it's the grief from 10 years ago. So yeah. I think that's where I really want to ask from that position. Like, how do mm-hmm. we avoid that? You know, or mm-hmm. is there a way to avoid that now that, that we are talking about it? I I would really think that one not maybe not hundred percent like I can never guarantee right, right but right. one important way to to do is to not avoid feeling that pain. Mm. Like whatever that you have given Caroline, given time for her to do to to you 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 allow her to cry to think about her mom. That is allowing her to face the pain. And Caroline, you are doing so well by allowing yourself to do that because I know it's not easy. To think about good memories is as hard as thinking about the what is. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. And 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 but that is so important because and a lot of people avoid that. Avoid feeling it and they bury it down, they move on with life. So what we wanna do, or maybe one way that I think can really avoid that potential complication is to look that pain in its face and experience it, to feel the feels. Yeah, mm. that's not that's not easy <laughs> because right. first first is facing the pain is already not easy. Second is people around us, the environment, the society, right? Um, the culture uh, yeah. that it, it deems strong if you can get up yeah. quickly. Like so mm-hmm. um, like um, um, one week after I lost my mom, I started to see people again. You know, after I give mm. myself, keep myself at home all the time. Mm. And then people will ask me, how are you? How are you, Caroline? And I was like, in front of them, of course, I smile. I was like, I'm better. And I'm better. I'm smiling. No tears, nothing. You can't really trace. Uh, you can't really see any trace of sadness in me. And they will say, you're very strong. Wow. Good, good. Mm-hmm. You're very strong. In my heart, I was like, I am not. I'm still down time to time at night or in the shower or when I drive myself. Well, so, well, being strong doesn't mean you don't feel anything. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's why I said it's, it's very hard, you know. First yeah. is we have to face the pain. Facing pain, we need a lot of courage. Second is yeah. the society. People who keep telling us, come on, get back, back up. Get, get back you know, up, back you up know. ready. You know, get back mm. up. Yeah. Stand, stand back. They, they celebrate they celebrate you for recovering faster mm-hmm. or so it seems you know mm-hmm. um, um, and it's 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 not like they are bad or again having bad intention these people around us right. you know they, they they want the best for us you know I mean nobody wants to go through pain you know it's totally right. understandable but mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time I, I think really in our culture and I think my wife point out you know that we shouldn't just jump into it and celebrate someone for recovering very fast. You know, so I, like now, I'm very mindful when, when someone asks me, you know, how is Caroline mm-hmm. doing? I would actually tell them, oh, she's still recovering. It's not easy, dude. You know, hey, but then I saw her the other day, she posts a picture of Carl and Ayla, you know, she looks like she's doing well. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, she is recovering. But there are moments where she's down. And I, I'm learning to say that because... See, when I'm talking to this other person, this other person is also wanting to like try to cheer me up and her up as well, you know, by like, hey, yeah. you're doing very well already, but it's really far from the truth. 
you know, and like yeah. what you said just now, we, <laughs> it's like if I don't agree with you, I offend you, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> what if I agree with you is like I'm lying to what I'm really feeling deep inside. And that's so tough, you know? And so I think one thing that Caroline and I, we are striving to do is that, okay, we understand that we are grieving here, but I think one thing we want to really do is to be honest. Like, let's be right. very honest with what we are feeling, what we are going through. Uh, but when I say honest, again, this is with wisdom and clarity. It's not like mm-hmm. honest and like, yeah, this is what I feel right now, so I don't feel like doing anything at all. No, it's not that, but really to embrace. And again, like what you said just now, which is so vital, not to avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I think a lot of people, when think about, okay, how, okay I want to face the pain, but how? It's always this big question, right? Like, how do I face it? Um, I don't know if, if Caroline, you are willing, maybe we can do a bit of um, quick demonstration, mm-hmm. maybe a little, and see if it's helpful to you. All right, sure. You know? Okay, so what I'm going to do is going to just invite you to close your eyes and mm-hmm. just listen to my instructions, okay? And, and we'll see how it goes. Alright, um, so DK, you can do it as well. Okay. Yeah, you can do it as well. So just close your eyes, um, relax yourself, sit back, straighten your posture, but in a relaxed position. Let's engage in a bit of deep breathing after all the talking. Let's breathe in. And for listeners out there, feel free to participate as well. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Just notice your surrounding. Tune in to yourself right now. Get grounded. Clear your mind. And I want you to reach out to your most recent experience for Caroline can be one of one of the memories or one of the recent thoughts about the passing of your mom for DK it can be anything any any emotional experience that you just had recently tune into that allow the image to surface allow the pain Every feeling, notice what sensations come out. And try to see if you can name them. What feelings do you see yourself experiencing right now? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's joy. That's okay. Maybe just sadness. Or maybe you can't feel anything right now because we're in the midst of recording. And that is okay. Whatever feeling that you can name, see it as it is. Like how you notice waves come and go. Just notice them. You're allowed to have feelings. And these are your feelings that are showing up right now. And as you sit here and observe this feeling, where do you feel it right now in your body?
Does it have color? Texture? Or intensity or smell? Is it solid, liquid? Is it moving or stationary? Just look at it and observe it rising and falling like the waves. And right now, I'd like to invite you to just acknowledge this feeling. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm a watcher of my own feelings. Like waves come and go. You don't have to block the feeling. You don't need to get rid of it. Yes, it may be painful. But can we just gently notice the pain for what it is? And you don't need to push it away. You don't need to hold it back either. Don't need to make it bigger or smaller. Just look at that feeling and watch it come and go, rise and fall. I'd like you to focus on your present reality right now. Tune into your five senses. Are you hearing anything in your surrounding? Is it my voice? Or is it a fan? Or is it an aircon sound that you're hearing? Make aware of the things that you're touching. Is it your own lap? Is it your chair? Just pay attention to your five senses. Focus on your breathing. Taking each breath slowly and gently. And when you're ready, I'd like you to take a deep breath and open your eyes. How was the experience? Okay. It was very real for me, you know, getting back mm -hmm. to that thought again. You yeah. Know, I, <laughs> um, the memory that I bring up just now is the one that keep repeating before I sleep. Because I feel it's the hardest. It's the memory of mm. when my brother FaceTime, I mean, video call me and show how my mom looks like. And there are people who are preparing her and cleaning her. Mm. And I remember being very, when you asked me to name it, to, I remember being very helpless, not being able to do anything. Mm -hmm. I remember being very guilty, not mm -hmm. able to do anything. Mm. So, if I felt it in the bottom chest, my upper tummy, I feel like mm -hmm. it, I feel heaviness. I feel like it's a big ball, a big black ball yeah. is pressing against my chest. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it feel very real and yeah, it's still not easy to think about that. No, it is not. It is, and and to face it head on is all the more real, right? But how did it feel like to just look at it and don't need to fight it or you don't need to get busy at getting rid of it, but just see it rise and fall, strong and weak, you know, that feeling. Mm. How does it feel like to just watch it as it is? Um, I don't know. I, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, mm. I keep getting back to the memory. I just feel, I still feel mm. the happiness. Yeah, but it feels... If you just feel real, that you know, mm. usually normally on normal days without doing this, right? I I have no time to think like that. Yeah. Yeah, and only when I'm alone, when I wanted mm-hmm. to think about my mom, then I started mm. like that. Yeah, mm. just feel <sighs> how to say it. Uh, feel heavy. <laughs> It's just heavy, right? Very, very heavy. Yes. Yeah, and and to to allow. Space to make space is really just look at that heaviness, mm-hmm. like what you are doing right now, and just feel it. And I really don't know how to explain it. It's just heavy, like like exactly like what you said. Yeah. And that is already allowing yourself to process it. Mm-hmm. And processing it means you might not have the answer, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But just allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. Um, that's the big part of healing. In process, yeah. So it's like if you have a cut, and sometimes you just plaster it on, it might get infected even more. Mm. Right. So maybe we just want to air it a bit and just right. look at the scar and allow it to be there yeah. for a while more. Yeah. So. So this whole exercise, what I'm trying to to also share is that is what it means or feel like to just feel the feels, mm-hmm. and you don't need to tie it to a solution or an expectation or a judgment. Mm-hmm. Like may, maybe for some people, they will start asking themselves, "Why do I keep remembering this memory?" Maybe it's not important to ask why. It is there. It is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's most important is just let it be there and and feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trust the process. Yeah, I think a lot of times is that we don't trust the process. Mm-hmm. Right. We, as you were doing the exercise with me. I was brought back to the moment. It's just strange, to the moment where we were in the hospital, uh, doing Papa when he was there, mm-hmm. and uh, this was back in Jakarta six years ago. Um, it was tough during the time because the fear of losing my wife. Mm. I think, um, and the, the strange feeling of my my stomach was churning, and I remember. I remember during that time, my my coping mechanism was eating. Like <laughs> I ate so much, and the memory was brought back again to that. You know, um, and I didn't feel heavy. I just feel my stomach tied up again, and just thinking about mm. this. 
And I think the moment you say trust the process, it's like a, okay, I'll trust the process. Because I think for me, like, again, this is just me problem solving and I guess that's me. But I think when it works for me, it doesn't work for others. But for me, what I realize is that I got to recognize that as much as I know God and my journey with God, Caroline also has her journey with God. Yeah. You know? Well said, yeah. And I cannot forfeit that. You know, I cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, as a husband, how do I learn to love her through this process? It's so important. And I think number two, you know, I think for myself is learning that there's some things that are way out of my control. You know, and the reality is that, like, uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest, you know, to the fear of losing my wife that she may never come back to her senses, mm-hmm. that she may be so far away in her grief and um, she might not operate at a higher functioning level. Mm-hmm. I would want her to be at, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not in a selfish manner, but it's just a fear, you know, that what if I lose my wife? Yeah. My wife's not there for me anymore. You know, what if mm-hmm. what if my kids want a mama and mama is not there, you know? Mama's mm-hmm. not there. What do I do? And it's, it's that, that fear that comes. And I think yeah. when you say, this is the thing, sometimes it goes back to really the basic stuff, right? Like trust the process. How many of us really want to go through it? That's the other thing. Mm. Yeah, so... But I, they... But the process is where healing takes place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we really we really want to skip that process because it's just too painful. Mm-hmm. And and the same event, but it can trigger different things for different people. Like for Caroline is losing someone, but for you is losing her, the fear of losing her, mm-hmm. the fear of not being able to help. Yeah. Yeah, so it triggers for different people. And imagine if you're a friend or a loved one who is trying to encourage the both of you, you might not say the right thing. And a lot of times we might not say the right thing because we don't know what is everyone's struggling with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fascinating through this conversation, right? Um, grief is not just like feeling the pain and all, but there's so many aspects to grief. So know? many facets. You know, the person that you're encountering, you are the one that's going through it, you know, and the depth of the relationship you have with people because a father to a daughter will be different, a husband to wife. I don't know, I was just talking to you about it. Like all these things are coming through my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh. And and different time, different seasons of your life, different experience that you have had will, will change everything altogether. Yes. Like MCO right now. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, like, like I know earlier part of our conversation when I said that I, I really didn't understand why Caroline felt guilty. You know, it took me a while to understand that because I felt like it's something you cannot do. It's like not your fault, you know, you just can't mm-hmm. go back, you know. And then at one point I was just annoyed with her friends because her friends were like, no, you got to come back, you know. And she has amazing friends, you know, amazing friends mm-hmm. who would like, don't worry, you know, the tickets will be taken care of. Don't worry, you know, just come, just come, you know. Be and <laughs> here I am like, oh my gosh, I wish some of you would just shut up, you know, like <laughs> give us a space, you know. And it's probably adding pressure, right? It you. is. It is. Yeah. It is. As, as much as add pressure to her, it also add pressure to me because now I'm, again, this problem solving thing comes to me like, oh my gosh, what do I tell Caroline? Like how, 
what is, here's the question that comes to my head what is the right thing to say to her what am I go, how am I going to encourage her like then like what you said trust the process I remember that was the hardest thing for me to do like after mm. we had that little tiff right and then after that I just went out to cool down and I came to apologize mm-hmm. to her I just said like okay you know what I'm going to trust the process I didn't visualize it at that time but I'm just going to say like okay you know what God if you're here for me you're going to be there for her as well Mm-hmm. If she needs this space, then let her have this space. At the beginning, I was actually very angry, you know, feeling all this pressure. Like, I feel it's very unnecessary. I feel like I'm already grieving. Come on, like, you guys. Come on, like, I'm, you know, I'm telling him I have to deal with you forcing me to do it your way. Like, mm-hmm. but, but then when I'm trying to calm down, I was like, yeah, they're just showing love. They're really just showing love. They just, you know, they can't see me in pain. They just really love me. That's why. Mm-hmm. Then I go, uh, then after I feel better, then I feel like, but then why I have to go through this, you know, they show me that I'm grieving. Then I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I have this too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thought that, you know, one thing is telling me it's okay, they love you, they just, they just care for you. And another thing is like, but, 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 but I want to grieve. I want to cry. I want to do it my way. Can I? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was like, um, I, I already grieving. Then I have another pressure of, you know, I have conflict in my mind. What should I do? What should I say? What should I believe? It was chaotic. It was messy. My mind was messy because honestly, um, when we lost someone, right? People around us can get impatient because mm-hmm. they want to see us better. They want to see us stronger. Even mm. myself, even ourselves, we feel impatient where am I ever gonna get better you know why am I still feeling this way but mm-hmm. then like what you say we, we gotta trust the process if you want to grieve properly right we really have to you know face the pain we really have to you know just face the memory you don't really you know don't don't avoid it <laughs> like yeah. um, when I just lost my dad I remember my mom back then right she would Asked us to drive using another road, not to pass the hospital where my dad was mm. passed away. Because mm. he feels that it's a lot of pain to see that hospital, remembering that. Mm. Yeah. So I just feel that, okay, at that point, I say it's okay. Now let's just drive around. But yeah, like I think if it's me, if uh, now that I know from you that we have to face it, right? How hard it is, right? I want to get better. I really want to get better. I think I should just face it. Yeah. Yeah, but take it one at a time, you know, baby steps. Yes. And it's okay to to fall back because it's adjustment, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you go left a bit, then you go right a bit, you go front and then you go back a bit until you find the sweet spot. Yeah. Right. That's the I, beauty of adjustment. I think tonight when we are having this conversation, there's so many things that... Oh, so many gems, like number one, like you mentioned, adjustment. You know, sometimes we forego the fact that we are adjusting, you know, this because the, the overwhelming pain as we are going through, we, we don't realize that it's, it's an adjustment that we have to go through. And I think when we realize it's an adjustment, I think it helps the process. And then the other thing that is so uh, unique and really important is whose agenda is it? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to ask you a question, is it my agenda? Or is it for your it's agenda? Really good. Yeah. You know, because if I if I understand if it's your agenda, then the question I'll ask is going to be completely different. different. You know, than what yeah. I want. 
you know, and another thing that I, I caught from you tonight, you know, don't, don't pressure someone to tell, you know, just don't, you know, I think sometimes I, I, I'm guilty of it before, like for the sake of wanting to make someone feel better, I'm like, hey, tell me what you're going through. I'm here for you. And sometimes mm-hmm. they just don't want to talk about it. You know, so learning how to be there for them, I think it's, it's really important. And I think um, really to seal the deal for tonight is not to avoid the pain, mm-hmm. but to trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times we, I don't know about you, Lynn, is it part of your culture? Like, you know, I, I was brought up in an environment, you know, where, again, you got to celebrate strength in this certain mm-hmm. way, you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't recover ASAP, then it feels as if you are weak. Or oh, God is not with God. you. You are far from God. You know that kind of thing. But it's you're like, not praying enough. Oh man, that's another bad one. Like you're not praying <laughs> enough. You know. <laughs> when someone is grieving, right, you don't even know how to pray. You know, yeah. and and this is one thing that I learned, right? Like, even as I'm praying for my my wife, you know, when when that happened and all, I just gotta skip all the jargons. You know, when when I prayed for her, I, I it was literally like God. I ask that you bring peace and strength right now. It's not an easy time, so help us, God. Amen. Like, mm-hmm. we could get into that Christian mode where we are like, in the name of Jesus, the heavens <laughs> open, that your peace fall down, right? Like, those things don't make sense. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just glad that our God is not a God that looks at how flowery your words are. Right. Yeah. But no. really the intent of your soul, right? And again, I think we can always throw back the same question. Like when we when we say people, when we, when we tend to think that people are not praying now, so whose agenda? God's agenda with her or your agenda with right. her? Yeah, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yeah but, but again, people have great intentions. Um, yeah. I guess that's where we have to learn how to draw boundaries. Like yes. people, people come with different sets of culture, different mm-hmm. expectations, yeah. different generations. Um, they they came out of it differently. They expect us to go the same, and we can't change them. But yeah. we can decide for ourselves. That is, that is one freedom that we have. I believe. Yeah, and we can learn how to take care of ourselves. Yeah, in spite of other people, and 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 I think to to also add on to what you said just now, DK. Like you mentioned. You said that I. It took me so long to understand why, why, why is she feeling guilty? I want to add that it, and it's okay if you still don't understand at the end of the day, hmm. because it's not your role to understand. Because yeah. you're wow. not in her position, and and as helper as people around, we don't need to aim at understanding because the fact is we probably won't. And if you tell the person that hey, I understand your pain. This oh person gosh. probably feel like, no, you're never going to understand my pain. Yeah. Right. Do you I know, know how exactly it feels how like? You feel. <laughs> no, you don't. Even if it's the same situation, no, yeah. you don't. Yes. Different relationship, what? different situation. So we don't. We really don't need to understand. And, and I know we struggle with what's the right word to use. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's better to not say anything and, and maybe just... just yeah, just be there and say that, you know, I really don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. But I am here. Mm-hmm. And and let me know how can what can I do or how can I help. Yeah. And if you don't want me to speak, I can just keep quiet. But you know that I'm here. You know, like without pressure, but let this person know that you are there. Because mm-hmm. words are not, people don't feel, 
I guess people can't, people don't heal because of the words that you say. People yeah. heal because of the connection. Mm. Mm. People heal because of the connection. Yeah, you are exactly right. You are talking about this, right? Um, I'm just reminded of the time when um, we were a month in Jakarta. Like it's a super long period. And that was because, you know, we had to settle everything and make sure that her brother was doing fine and all when he came back. Mm-hmm. When we came back, uh, touched down in KL, uh, had a quick makan mm-hmm. meal, and then we went back home. What made our day, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for you, mm-hmm. but what made my day was when we entered our bedroom, mm-hmm. our bed sheet was changed, yeah. our oh. pillowcase was changed, yeah. our room was swept and mopped, yeah. and it was just so nice and it was really a nice feeling. I, I didn't expect that. And wow. it was a gesture that my sister did. Yeah. You know, she was that staying really with us that means time. A lot. She didn't say much and all, but she did that. That yeah. and now as you're talking about it, really is the connection that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that made our day. Like we yeah. came back, we were like, it's so nice to come back to a mid bed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I remember I, Honestly, that time when we when we were scrambling to go back to Jakarta, we don't even know what was the condition of our room. Now, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. our room is a mess or anything, but just to come back, know that someone mopped the floor, someone mm-hmm. swept the floor, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And, and we didn't ask for it. And we didn't ask for it, you know? And, and the bed was, yeah. was... I remember when it came in, the, vis- the first visual that came to me was the bed. The bed was made and, like and that that is all that matters yeah yeah, yeah. right that is yeah. all that matters yeah and we have a there, there weren't there were flowery words or nice yeah. words spoken by your sister but yeah it just right, makes yeah. Yeah, we have a friend who actually helped us settle because we were there for one month right settle yeah. one month bill like we didn't even ask we actually arranged with the owner already to you know um we're going to pay later. Yeah, pay later because we are overseas right now. I have to settle things. Mm-hmm. But this friend actually helped us to settle all those wow. bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. And for my when my mom passed away, uh what the gesture that we really f- feel it really helped us is when um my brother's church friends, my brother's friends, mm. right? Um yeah. it's actually there very fast, you know. I think one hour, two hours right after they hear the news, they are actually there to be there mm. with him. And I was like, then they are my friend too. And I was like, I'm really grateful because I can't be there. I can't be there for yeah. him. And I really want to be there for for him. And and they, mm. they were there. And one of them is Amanda, you know, mm. my friend Amanda, Natalia, and she was there. And mm. I was like, I'm really grateful for you that, you know, my house is not near, you know, to where she she was, but she mm. she drove she there drove, and she, she she's, wow. and she and a few of the friends are really actually sit there. And mm. you know, just sit and just coming my brother down, just sit beside him, and that really means a lot. Yeah, yeah, just being there. Yeah. So as we as we are talking and all, right? I like how we just it digs up our brain to really see the things that we appreciate. You know, when someone's grieving, yeah. what we appreciate, what we value through that. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, Lynette. You know, I mean, you're my such pleasure. a great friend, and um, really walking with us through this conversation as yeah, well. And thanks for well, um, bringing us through the healing process just now. Yeah, that's actually, I, I really hope our listeners, uh, you know, if you can apply it back home too, you know, if yeah. you need it, if you ever need it, um, 
you know, I, I really hope it will help you. Yeah. And, and that's why we, we want to have this podcast. It's, it's again and again, when we have conversations with people, they always ask us why, why we have this podcast. Mm. Again, to really not just educate, but to get people going to, you know, that, hey, there's more to life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And what I mean by that is that when, it, when there's more to life, there is not just one structured linear way, you know, to see mm. how things are done. Now, of course, I say this carefully. It's not like you go and experiment everything under the sun and be reckless. It's, it's not that. But what yeah. I mean is that, you know, you, you mentioned this now, the hum, human beings are fascinating creatures. We yeah. are. Yeah. Complex. You know, unique. Very. Uh, yeah. I think it doesn't help that sometimes our Asian culture teach us to live step by step, you know, mm-hmm. and somehow it has compounded all these years and now, you know, um, I, I like to call myself a rebel, you know, to go against things. But I find myself going back to the step-by-steps, wanting to know what's the step-by-step to get mm-hmm. better and all these things. And then I begin to realize that, hey, actually, you know what? And, I have, and, and we are grateful tonight to have this conversation with you because like what you said just now, you know, really, there's nothing else we can do than just to be there, be present, mm-hmm. give that space. And I think what really hit us tonight is like, whose agenda is it? Do you recognize it's an adjustment, you know, and it's not buying a new handphone. It's not buying a new house. It's very different, you know, you lose someone, you know. Even buying a new handphone requires adjustment. Right? Right, like (laughs) changing and from Android to iPhone, I don't know, like so different. Even that, yeah. Okay, I, I better make, make the disclaimer. Yeah, for some people, yeah, it could be really tough as well. To <laughs> that changes, right? But yep. just, just thinking, you know, like... Uh, okay, you know, it's, it's quite fascinating. I, I don't know if, if you think this is a psychological thing, but it takes me a while to change my wallet. Mm-hmm. I have a huge attachment issue with my wallet. Like my wallet can break down to its core. Caroline's laughing there. You know, it's <laughs> the the threads are coming out. But I wouldn't change it. I, I just love <laughs> I, I love it. Does it have a sentimental value? Yeah. It's it's maybe because like someone got it for me or it's just mm-hmm. with me so long, right? And <laughs> and then like remember she bought me a wallet once. Oh man, it took me so long to adjust. Like it's a, a new wallet, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and I didn't want to throw in my old wallet. <laughs> I still keep it in my drawer. So yeah. Maybe you need to grieve. <laughs> Any kind of adjustment need time, right? Takes yeah. Time. All right. Like, All right. Um, you know, I've been trying to lose weight for these past two months, right? And I lost five kg, and um, <laughs> I try to wear my baju. All right, it's all like. A little bit too big, then uh, I'm not used to see myself in the mirror. Like even this Ish, kind of donkey. This Why can lose five kg in two months? <laughs> I feel like she, she worked hard for it. She really. I I also am like, wow, this 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 girl really can uh, really oh, uh. But but yeah, but what I mean is, even things like this takes adjustment. You All see, right. like. It takes me some time to, you know, oh yeah, I, I, I have to wear a belt for these pants. Oh yeah, I, I can't wear this uh, uh, blouse anymore because it's too loose. Now it will fall, mm-hmm. you know. It takes adjustment. Like if that kind of, that sm- kind of, that small things, right, need adjustment. What some more, more big things, right? Big like, thing like losing this. someone yeah. or yeah, a breakup absolutely. or a divorce, you know, or, right. you know, 
whatever you know, a job, you know, just if you have to grieve, you have to grieve. If right. you have to go through it, you have to go through it. You know, just yeah. let yourself go through the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's no t- don't don't put a timeline to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you put a timeline to it, you you start evaluating your progress. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, three months already. Why am I still like that? Mm. You know. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks again, Lin. Um, this has been one of the, the longest conversation we had on Soul Food. Um, it doesn't have to be edited, but um, I really appreciate the friendship. Yeah. I am really you. grateful for the time to listening to us. Um, please pardon us if it feels like a one-way conversation <laughs> hearing from us. No, 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 nothing but, there that I'm very glad to be Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we, we know of friends and family members and and people around us and of course our listeners out there as well you know if you ever think that you are alone and you think that no one mm-hmm. understands how you are grieving know that hey there are people out there who knows what you're going through and we don't have the answers but know that we are there for you you know so yeah. uh, before before we end this podcast uh, once again you know Lynette Chai is an amazing licensed counsellor mm-hmm. you can connect with her at Lynette Chai that's double N yeah Always remember yes, that on IG. <laughs> and of course, myself and Caroline, we are on IG as well, you know, and on various platforms. You can you can see mm-hmm. our emails as well. Um, we would love to connect with you. You know, we love to talk to you. And and Lynn, we are also great, grateful. Even the last time I think uh, we had a friend actually who connected with you from our one yeah. of our last conversations. So guys, know that you're not alone. Know that you're not weak. I think it's very important. Know that you're not weak. It is not a weakness to grieve. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't avoid the pain. Really go through it. Thanks again, Lynn. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Lynn. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen. And we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.